Hello, everyone, and thank you so much for giving us your listening ear. I want you to know how appreciative we are of your time and how much we value your support. If this podcast is blessing you or encouraging you in your day-to-day walk with the Lord, please share it with someone, a friend, a family member, or even a foe. Um, so that they too can be enriched by the content of each episode. So again, thank you for your listening ear and for being a supporter of our podcast. You know, there's nothing more powerful than memory. Many people are haunted by painful memories from their past. They go to counseling trying to determine how to live beyond the pain of a moment that has been stored in their memory. Memory is powerful. Oftentimes can paralyze us if the memory is traumatic enough. Yet, memory is also powerful for the beauty that it brings to our lives. We oftentimes can recall Events from the past that inspire us, that motivates us, that brings great joy, happiness. We find ourselves bursting out in laughter as we recall the memory of some beautiful life-altering experience. Even at the death of a loved one, an obituary often reads, They leave to cherish their memories. And if you've ever been through grief, you recognize that one of the ways you process the loss and heal from the pain of the loss is recalling those sacred and precious memories. Memory is powerful. This is what we do as a people in February. Black History Month is a month to remember, it's a month to reflect. And in this reflection of memory, there is both pain and joy. There is the scar as well as the healing. There is the darkness, there's also the brightness of the present and future. Black History Month is a powerful month for black people in particular, but for all people as we remember. And as we remember our history, there is included within this memorial sacred narrative. There's a sacred story that's told as we recite the past experiences of African Americans because If it had not been for the Lord who was on our side, we know we would not have come to the place for which our fathers sighed. It is sacred narrative because it reminds us that God makes the impossible possible. That if God is for us, then who can be against us? Our history is a sacred narrative that brings glory to the true and living God. This is what James Weldon Johnson brings into lyrical form when he pens the National Negro Anthem 
lift every voice and sing. Particularly the refrain or the end of the first verse. He says, sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Recalling our sacred narrative through memory is embodied in the lines of these lyrics. Sing a song full of faith from the dark past. Sing a song full of hope from the bright present. This is what Moses does in Deuteronomy chapter 6. Deuteronomy is the book of the second law. In fact, the book Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy literally means second testimony. In this book, Moses goes back through the law with Israel at the time of their preparing to cross over to the promised land and what would eventually be the time of his departure. He wants to ensure that the people of Israel recall to memory the sacred narrative of what God had done amongst them in their history. He wants to encourage the children of Israel to always remember where God has brought them from. And in doing so, he warns them. If they fail to remember or recall God's grace in their lives from the past, they will forfeit what God has in store for them in the future. So in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 20 through verse 25, Moses says, When your sons ask you in time to come, what is the meaning of the testimonies and the statutes and the rules? that the Lord our God has commanded you. Then you will say to your sons, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, and the Lord brought us up out of Egypt with a mighty hand. And the Lord showed signs and wonders, great and grievous against Egypt and against Pharaoh and all his household before our eyes. And he brought us out from there that he may bring us in and give us the land that he swore to give to our fathers. The Lord commanded us to do all these statutes to fear the Lord our God and for our good always, that he may preserve us alive as we are this day. And it will be righteousness for us if we are careful to do all this commandment before the Lord our God as he has commanded us. This text tells us about the power of recalling sacred narrative or recalling to memory sacred narrative. In this text, Moses poses a hypothetical question that in time to come, when your children ask you about the law and why we keep the law, he says, you should recall the pain of the past. He says, tell them that we were slaves in Egypt and that God brought us out by a mighty hand or with a mighty hand. It's recalling the pain of the past or as Johnson says, 
singing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. That even though it may be a past that is dark, and even though it may be a past that causes pain, as we remember the fields, as we remember the lashings, as we remember the transatlantic trade, as we remember the slave ships, as we remember the chains, all of that may be painful, but out of that pain comes a great faith, a faith in God who brought us out of it. That God brought us out of slavery, brought us out of being dehumanized, brought us out of chains, brought us out of being looked at as property, brought us out as being treated as less than cattle or likened unto cattle and livestock. God brought us out of that. Whenever we recall our sacred narrative, we remember and we tell the world that God brought us out of slavery. For the children of Israel, it was the slavery of Pharaoh. For children of African-American descent, it is the slavery of America. God brought us out. So we should recall to memory this sacred narrative full of the faith that the dark past has taught us because God brought us out out of something that many thought was not possible, out of darkness, out of misery, out of pain. And when we recall this narrative, not only do we recall the pain of the past, but we also renew the promise of the present. Or as James Weldon Johnson says, we sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Moses says, tell them, that God brought us out, but he didn't bring us out to leave us. He brought us out that he may bring us in. This is a beautiful language, a beautiful message. God brings us out to bring us in. And this is the hope of the present. Bring us into the land that he swore to give to our fathers. That when we recall our sacred narrative, we are remembering that yes, God lifted us out of the past. That faith in a God who lifted us out of the past reminds us that he did not bring us this far to leave us now. He didn't bring us out to leave us, but he brought us out to bring us in. And as we recall sacred narrative from the past through our history, we remember how we are encouraged to know that God is still bringing us in. That if you're listening to me today, God is still bringing us as a people in. He's bringing us in to being inventors and scholars. He's bringing us in to being historians who archive our stories so that the story cannot be altered or whitewashed. He's bringing us in to be presidents and vice presidents, senators and governors. He's bringing us in to be superintendents and um, leaders and teachers and doctors and engineers. He's bringing us in to a great place, to a place of promise. 
when we look at our history, we praise God for bringing us out, but we also praise him because he's yet and still bringing us in. But lastly, it's not just a recall memory and sacred narrative that we recall the pain of the past and renew the promise of the present, but we're reminded of our responsibility for the future. The text says that Moses reminds the people that if you keep the Lord's statue, he will preserve you. He will keep you alive. He will cause you to prosper. If you go back to why Moses even lifted up this answer, it came to the rhetorical question of when your sons ask, what is the meaning of the testimonies and the statutes and the rules that the Lord commanded you? It's him basically saying, why do we do all of this? Why are we so committed to our faith? Why are we, why are we so committed to our practices? Why are we so committed to God? He says, your answer should be what God has done in the past, what God is doing in the present. And as you recall what he's done in the past and renew yourself to the promise of the present, you remind yourself that we have a responsibility to remain committed to this God, this great God who has brought us out to bring us in who's brought us out and is still bringing us in, who's keeping us and preserving us and protecting us and defending us and providing for us. We have the responsibility to commit to this God. Memory is powerful. And yes, sometimes it's painful, but it's also beautiful. But there's a sacred narrative in memory you recall how God has brought you out from the pain of the past. You, you renew yourself to the promise of the present by knowing that God is still bringing you in. And you remind yourselves, you, you recommit yourselves to your responsibility to remain true to this God who continues to bless you and preserve you and watch over you and us. So sing a song full of the faith that the dark past has taught us. Sing a song full of the hope that the present has brought us. Thank you for listening.